Give that unto the Lord tonight. Amen. What a mighty God we serve in this house tonight. It works on our behalves, our souls, our lives. Praise God. Amen. It is good to see everybody in the house of the Lord tonight and come to worship Him and magnify Him in this place. My, my. Praise God. Let's turn to Luke 13 and 16. I'm going to use that one particular verse here tonight and to get to see all some that wasn't here this morning you're here tonight God bless you we missed you glad you're back with us tonight come worship the Lord give him honor and praise in this house some has been sick and fighting against COVID and one thing or another but you're back in the house of God today thank God thank God I could call the names, but sometimes they don't like that, so I won't do it. <laughs> Amen. We do miss you and miss others that's not here, making their way back home and one thing or another. Luke 13 and 16. And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound, Lo, these 18 years be loosed from this bond on this Sabbath day. Jesus is questioning those in the synagogue and the rulers of the synagogue. This particular lady had been bound for 18 years. The Bible said she was bowed over. From all accounts from what we can understand the scriptures uh, probably to a place that she couldn't even lift her head. All she could see it maybe is her feet. And what a condition to be in. What a place to find ourselves in for whatever reason. And they vary. But as you see in this portion of scripture here that the Lord's going to reach into her life and kill her and mend her and pick her up. The Bible says she straightens up immediately. It doesn't take, she don't have to work on it. She don't have to. <laughs> Some of you a little older know what I'm talking about. When you first get up, you have to work on it a little bit. You have to, you know, get finished getting straightened up. But she didn't said immediately she's straightened up she's able to look at her creator she was able to look at her deliverer because he seen fit to intervene into her life he seen fit she didn't even ask him We're not sure by the scriptures if what would by some idea if she deserved it or not. But none of that didn't matter. Because this man called Jesus had the right. 
I want to preach a little message tonight called, He's Got a Right. He's Got a Right. Lord, we ask you to help us here tonight. There's no doubt that your presence has been with us. You've heard the cry and felt the pain and looked down upon us here tonight with the powers of your grace and compassion and mercy. God, you're so awesome. Your word is so beautiful and so powerful. Your promises that are available in that word. God, we ask you to help us here tonight. Help us. It wouldn't just be about emotion. It wouldn't be just about screaming and hollering. But there'd be such a, a touch of God. Such a touch and a visitation of Jesus Christ himself. That would walk up and down these aisles. As the first song that we sung tonight. That just kind of put, put, put the assurance on what you have placed in my heart tonight. You want to walk in this house to save us. You want to walk into our lives to make them better. And God, you got a right. You got a right to do it. You got a right to intervene into this service tonight. To move upon our behalf and to touch us before we leave this house tonight. All the glory, all the praise, and all the honor is going to be lifted to you in the name of Jesus. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I know that some ministers can get up and preach. They don't have to have notes. They don't have to have much of anything. They can just out of memorization or whatever. Photographic memory. One reason or another. And it just seems to flow out of them. There's others. A man that can take just a, maybe a few things. Or iPads at this day and time. And maybe it's not called iPad. It may be called something else. It's something like that though. And. Anyway, I'm not against none of it. I don't make my judgment toward one way or the other. What they want to use and how they want to use it and how God wants to use them. But I, I do believe and I, I pray. I, I pray more in the last year for, for every pastor, every evangelist, teacher, and apostle and prophet. I'd say, Lord, I don't care if it's the first message they ever preached. God, you'd anoint them, bless them, use them, feed the lambs, feed the sheep. Let the will of God be done in every church and around this world. Man, I got certain churches I, I try to pray for on a regular basis and, and use them. Man, I, I told my son-in-law, Brother Tony, one day we were just talking and, and I gave him a pattern. He asked me a little later on, he said, who did you say? So I don't know if he's picking up the same pattern or not, and I'm not asking you to do that. But I got certain evangelists. I actually called their names to represent all the evangelists in their organizations and, and in the areas that they represent. Amen. And just use them as a means of that. Because you know what? We're representing Jesus Christ. We're representing something that's far greater than any of us isolated or together. Jesus Christ is bigger than this local assembly. With all of its giftings and talents and abilities, amen, that we have even in this local assembly. Jesus Christ himself, the, the hand of God, the voice of God, the touch of God upon our hearts and upon our lives and to come to, to minister unto us. 
But this particular thought and this particular message has came from just right up here praying with you on a regular basis in the services. I done felt a nudging of it even prior to Wednesday night. But then in Wednesday night, it seemed to increase. And uh, it actually went into an area where I felt um, a man that uh, the riches of God, what's available unto us and to be a part of this assembly at whatever it may cost us. And I know some say it don't cost us nothing and you can't buy it. But in a sense, it cost us. Amen. It cost us. Well, you got to give up the world. You you got to lay some weights aside. You, there are some things that may come your way that um, that God even allows that you may be persecuted with. And there's going to be statements of sin. There's going to be certain loved ones um, that that's maybe even you know separate themselves from you and look at you different and handle you different. Um, but but because of the riches that are available in living for Jesus Christ and the revelation of who. God is and the power there is there is in Jesus Christ and I'm just going to I'm going to leak in a couple of things here in today at some of the prayer requests that was brought unto us here tonight amen and this morning amen uh, which we prayed Sister Buford stepped up toward the end of the prayer line this morning and she made mention of a niece a niece that's in dire need that's on her deathbed that's in a struggle a battle amen in her life and, and in that time a prayer I felt the urging of the Holy Ghost and the nudging of it saying this is what Abraham done amen for Sodom Gomorrah and for Lot interceding God I said, I said God you're the God that can extend her days you're the God that can step into that ICU room and God touch that body and touch that life hallelujah and I don't have to have no credit and this church don't have to have no credit because we really know who's going to do it it's going to be none other but Jesus Christ himself we're just an extension of him, we don't we not get we're just an extension of knowing what name to call on and who to put our trust in and who to rely upon. Amen. This afternoon, Sister Deanna and Brother Jeremy and Jackson, some of the farming business, and she texted me and she said, She said, There's a friend up here, and said she's got an eight-week-old boy, done several ear tests upon him. And Tomorrow they're going to do a final ear test. And this ear test will determine whether or not a man to start getting hearing aids for him. This particular lady's a backslider. She's out of Brother Sullivan's church. She's got a grandmother. I think maybe still going to that church. But anyway, she told Sister Deanna that her, her grandmother's fasting and praying and believing God. So she requested if we would do that. And so that's the reason I had Brother Byron to bring up Riley. Amen. And so we prayed over him. And I, I know you said, well, I wish you'd have told me before that. I'd have prayed a little harder. But, you know, it doesn't matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter if I know it or not. It doesn't matter how small it is or how big it is. God doesn't miss any of it. It doesn't matter if it's a headache or if it's cancer. It doesn't matter if it's an ingrown toenail or heart of the condition. My God is still Bible ever single one of them. We ask him believing and allow him to step into the situation. Allow him to intervene. Hey, I'm reaching a place and a point in my life at 64 years of age. God, I've given you the right to intervene in my life anytime you get ready. 
I'm not going to murmur, complain, and bellyache about him. I'm going to open my heart by his spirit up to you and say, God, help your way. I ain't worried about everybody's opinions and ideas about it. I'm telling you, he's got a right to intervene. He's got a right to wake me up at midnight. He's got a right to stir me in the day. He's got a right to stop me in my tracks. He's got a right to stir us up. Got, could it be that could it be that we've kind of reached and you can be seated you ain't you gotta stand all the time hey we're, we're still in fleshly bodies okay so anyway uh, I want the Lord to really help me here because to what gives him we're living in a time where everybody wants to come out of the closet now everybody wants to scream about they got a right A lot of that stuff is trying to come out of the closet now. Their rights is what's going to cause damnation to this nation and to this world. Their ideals and their opinions, their theology and their way of believing in God and what God accepts and what He doesn't accept. Amen. It's contrary to the Word of God. But that Word of God is forever settled in heaven. I want to reach a point in the place that regardless of what my opinions are or my feelings is about it or my opinions about you or my feelings about you I want to make sure that I'm open up enough that God wants to use anybody in this house to pray the prayer of faith over me or minister to me. I wouldn't be so stuck up. I wouldn't be so opinionated. I wouldn't be so wrapped up in past ideals and past words and statements that it stopped the power of God and the will of God to be active Activated in my life. Because he's got a right. He's got a right. It's the son of David. Because this Jesus Christ is the seed that was promised in Genesis 3.15. A seed, a man, of a sonship that was going to come and with his heel put his foot on that Satan's head and bruise that power and bruise that dominion and that power and ability to dominate us and control us and deceive us and bind us. I'm telling you that friend called Jesus is wanting to walk in this house tonight. He's wanting to touch our hearts and touch our lives. It's not his will to leave anybody out. You can sit there and shovel off if you want to. But I'm telling you, you ain't going to be able to blame God. You ain't going to be able to blame my Savior. You ain't going to be able to blame the Messiah because we believe in Jesus. We believe in the Messiah. We believe in the coming of the Lord. We believe He can heal us. We believe He can cleanse us. He thought I was worth cleaning up. He thought I was worth dying for. He thought Bentel was worth dying for. He put a church in Bentel. He put a church in your family. He put your political people in your life. He let you be raised in an apostolic home. Come on, God loves us. He's false. I could have been born in Africa. That ain't sure against it. I could have been born in Russia, China, or some other place. But it didn't happen. He let us come here. He let us be a part of this community. He let us be a part of this church. He let us be a part of this truth. He walked by one day and he reached out and got a hold of us. And he brought us into this marvelous truth. 
He brought us into this. He opened our eyes that we might see. He opened our ears that we might hear. He opened our hearts that we might feel Him. I don't deserve it. I didn't earn it, Brother Randy. I didn't do some good thing somewhere. All of a sudden, God said, I'm going to save that one. That guy right there is too good to go to hell. It's not God's intent. It takes for any to go to hell. It's not none too wicked or too vile. They got a heart and an ear to hear it. God to pull you out of the cesspool. God to pull you out of the miry clay. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, whatever it cost you to stay in this church, I wouldn't bicker and I wouldn't complain about it. Hallelujah. If I got to live from paycheck to paycheck, if I got to work till I leave here, I'd rather do that than be saved. Have a fellowship with God and know this Messiah. He's got a right. I got to pray in Wednesday night for some of you. And again, even tonight. I said, God, you got a right to intervene into their lives and heal them. Don't miss that. Don't come up here the attitude and the spirit that I hadn't done this and I hadn't done that and I deserve it. And you know, that'll work against you. No, God, you got a right to heal me. Not because I've done this and I've done that. No, you got the right. You got the right to intervene anytime you get ready. You got the right, amen, to have whatever you want to put on me and whatever course you want me to walk down. Because you won't let me walk it by myself. But you'll give me the strength and the wisdom and the ability to run this race, to fight this fight, to finish this course. tell you something some of you single moms I know it's easy to look around and say man if I had this or I had that but you're still better off you're still better off I'm going to keep bringing them to the house of God whatever it costs me whatever, whatever it, it comes up against me I'm still going to bring them to the house of God I'm just going to let my babies know this is the best life to live Hallelujah. Something's got a hold of Rosalie in the last few weeks. Every time I turn around, she's saying, I, I, I need to be baptized. I need to be baptized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I finally told her the other day, I said, baby, when you get ready, we'll baptize you. But there's some requirements you got to meet. I know she's only four years old, but I'm going to tell her something. There's some requirements you got to meet. It ain't just, hallelujah, just getting water and get up out of it. Church is not just a social club. Church is not just come in by and do it any old way. Go read the book of Acts. I mean, read the book of Judges. Amen. Whenever when they didn't have a king and man done what was right in his own sight. It was a total disaster. Hallelujah. They couldn't get, they couldn't stay surviving for 40 years. But I thank God tonight we got a king. Hallelujah. That's conquered every temptation. We got a king that's conquered death. We got a king that's got the devil under his feet. We got a king, amen, that'll rule and reign in our lives. He'll govern our lives. He'll govern our minds. He'll govern our spirits. He'll save us with nothing else to save us. Hear me in this house tonight. Money can't buy this. Airports can't get this. I'll pull you out of the out of the sheep coats. I'll pull you out of the wilderness. I'll pull you out of those places. This God can do it. Because he's got a right. He's got the pedigree, Brother Ford. He's got the t-shirt. He's got he, he, every prophecy he fulfilled. Just like this little lady. All of the other ones, because it was a Sabbath, they didn't want her to be healed. 
that want that work to take place in her life. He said, but you'll go water your oxes. You'll go water your little asses. But you, you don't want this daughter of Abraham that's been bound by the devil for 18 years to be loose. When you'll go to your cribs and loose your animals and take them to the watering hole. What's wrong with you? What's the matter with us? You know what? I'm ready to see people loose like they've never been loose. I'm ready to see people heal like they've never been healed. In prayer, God touched me about this healing business. He's more concerned with some healing going on on the inside of the body than the outside. In fact, Jesus taught us about these bodies. He said, you're better off if you got an eye that offend you and pull you away from the kingdom and the will of God. You're better off to pluck it out and live the rest of your life upon this earth maimed. If your hand offends you, if your foot offends you, cut them off. Amen. Because this place called hell, this place called the lake of fire, this place called eternity. Hallelujah. It's no games, honey. It's no games. We need to put the fear of that in these babies' hearts. We need to put the fear of that in their minds and in their spirit. Because Hollywood has made a movie out of it. Hollywood has made a game out of it. Hollywood has made a game out of life. And if we're not careful, it's easy into the apostolic churches that we think we can just live any old life and still come back in the presence of God. But we found out this morning, leprosy can strike us. Hallelujah, in the house of God. You can't walk in the place of holiness and the anointing of God and just walk in and out and do as you please. I'll tell you, it's going to cost us. I don't know what happened to everybody that Jesus touched and Jesus took the time to intervene. And I don't know why he doesn't intervene maybe in some areas at some times. But that's God's business. I do know there was a little widow woman in name that was on her way to bury her own son. And nobody requested. Nobody asked him. He just intervened. And when he intervened, death couldn't stop him. Hallelujah, the mourners couldn't stop him. The negatives of those that believed or didn't believe didn't stop him. I'm telling you, when God gets ready to do it, if we'll just open it up and give it to him. If we'll just really cast it at his feet and say, and here it is, God. I'm not putting a time on it. I'm not putting nothing to it. I cut ties with it. I put it at your feet. And God, you're going to work it out. You're going to bring it to pass. Because I'm your little darling. I'm the apple of your eye. You bled for me. You washed me with your blood. You sealed me with your spirit. You let me carry your name. And for your name's sake, you're going to lead a God be in the pathway of right. It's about his name, not mine, honey. I'll tell you, God can give you the strength and ability to do it. You don't listen to that carnal mind. You don't listen to them naysayers. You get it made up in your mind and your heart and spirit. Amen. I'm going to stay with this. Hallelujah, because there's some riches. There's some riches in this place that if you had all the money in the world, it couldn't buy it. Well, I'm going to say this. If you had the ideal husband or the ideal wife or if you had what you call the ideal family, I'm telling you, none of those things can take the place of being in the truth and in the house of God. Hallelujah, regardless of how much turmoil 
and troubles and disappointments that the church may have brought in my life, it's worth every one of them. I'm not going to murmur or complain about any of them. Step into my life, God. Step into my situation. God, put on us whatever's got to be put on us. We'll bear it. We'll bear it. We'll bear it. I promise you one thing. This God's not going to owe no man. You hear me tonight? This God's not going to owe nobody. <laughs> He's not. He told him right down to cup of water. The world's living, the religious world's living, trying to claim salvation with all the blessings of God. It's not realizing. That's just the blessings of God. That's just the love of God. Woeing at you and pulling in you into his fullness and totalness and completeness. He loves us in this house tonight. He's got a right to heal my body. That's what I tell him. I tell him, God, you got a right to touch my mind. You got a right to make it sound. You got a right to fill my mouth. You got a right, God. Not that I deserve it, but you deserve the representation. You deserve the honor. You deserve, amen, have the opportunity, God, to heal and bless and work among us. We're not just going to play it down, honey. We're going to have church and we're going to have old fashioned pouring out of the Holy Ghost that changes us forever. encounters with God I will tell you right now Moses didn't forget about that burning bush he didn't, he didn't forget about that encounter God had with him 80 years now on the backside of a desert amen he told David hallelujah I've called you from the backside attending to the sheep and ushered and brought you in here God didn't forget about him hallelujah when he got ready to take Joseph out of the dungeon and put him in the throne room I'm telling you one day one day, in the top of God, in one moment, all of this is going to be as though it's nothing. All of this ain't going to mean anything when gravity loses its hold. And the only one that's got the right to come and get us. Brother Ford mentioned us something about heaven. John 14 told us, he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I said, God... If you're going to prepare a place for us, that means somebody's going to show up. And it might as well be us. We might as well get our minds and hearts and spirits made up. I'm going to be in that number. I ain't, it's nothing too hard. It's nothing the preacher's going to ask him. There's nothing that word's going to ask him. If he gets in my face, let him get in my face. He turns my family up some one side and down the other. Hallelujah. If he spanks the backside, the front side, and all the sides of my little babies, it's going to be worth it. You better get over some of that petty mess. You better get over some of them offenses. You better get some of them under the blood. You better get them under the power and the love of God. Hallelujah. Because I've got to make this journey. I tell you, my God's got a right. If he has to give me a dream that'll wake me and cause me to sit up in that bed. And consider where I'm at and what I'm doing. What am I doing, God? I'd rather have a visitation of God now. Than when it's one day too late. When it's one hour too late. He's going to be known as the son of David. He fulfilled this build. And this obligation. And the right. And the right to heal us. To mend us. 
and to save us. Isaiah prophesied 100 years before he ever came that the anointing of the Lord was going to be upon him. And under that anointing, he was going to preach, amen, to those that is in captivity. Hallelujah, those that's bound up. We're living in a society. I'm telling you, the devil is captivating minds and captivating lives. I want you to listen to a verse here tonight. I know I'm in some sense on some of the same line of this morning. Amen. Of the spiritual condition of this church. Not this church. This world that we're living in. I want to bring a particular verse. I'm not going to preach long tonight. I didn't really know if I was even going to have the voice to be able to preach. Man, I had to get that water. My voice has just been, I don't know, maybe too much in it this morning. But whatever. Amen. But, but I got a verse. I want to bring to your attention here that Paul wrote to Timothy. If I can find it. We're going to find it if it takes me to 12 o'clock tonight. Surely it won't. I ain't got but four pages here. Hallelujah. Second Timothy 2 and 26. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. Who are taken captive by him at his will. The devil took them. Devil just snatched him up. You know why we're in the condition we're in in America tonight? It's because they don't believe in. Ninety-something percent of your churches don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They don't believe in living a called-out life and a separated life. They believe that they can just live whatever they want to and show up at church occasionally. Tithes don't mean anything. Offerings don't mean anything. Living a separated life don't mean anything to them. Hallelujah, God didn't mean that. God don't expect that. But still in the book. Still in the same book. That list in Revelation, amen, about all liars. <laughs> uh, fornicators, adulterers. Hallelujah, the list just goes on. Amen. Hallelujah, stealers, men stealers. I'm telling you, these things will keep us out of the kingdom of God. But you know what? Jesus Christ came to deliver us and to pull us out of that mess. And I can tell and show you where he talks about the son, the son that went to Egypt and he pulled him out of Egypt. And then when Jesus was born, Joseph went to Egypt and he brought Jesus out of Egypt. Hallelujah, all why he brought him out of Egypt. Is letting all of us know I am the door, I am the way, I am the life, I am the light. I can get you out of darkness, I can get you out of that Mary Clay, I can get you out of those messes that Brother Ford was talking about. Hey, I don't want to water in a mess. We can do some things, we're just human, okay? We can say some things and do some things and get ourselves in a mess. Maybe not with even intent, but sometimes it just happens. But it's up to you and I. If we're just going to waddle in it, if we're just going to try to cover it up, or we're going to say, you know what, I'm going to get this right. I'm going to get it right with my fellow man. I'm going to get it right with God. I'm going to get it right with whoever and whoever I got to do. But God, if you'll help me, I'm not going to let this rule my life. I'm not going to let this dominate my life. I'm going to let you be the ruler of my life. This kingdom business, amen, starts now. This kingdom business starts now as an individual. What kingdoms, the according to the power that worketh within us. What power is working within me? Hallelujah. Is it the power of darkness or the power of light? Is it the power of hope, amen, or depression? Hallelujah. Am I so burnt out and running from Dan to Bathsheba and doing one thing after another? I may get Bishop. I don't know if he'll let me or not. You listen to Romans. You listen to the Roman city. 
Brother Josh, I don't know. It blew my mind, folks. It astounded me. So I listened to Bishop Oldham. He's starting on Romans. And I'd already felt back a few months ago, maybe getting into Romans after this series of deals we're in. Now, I shouldn't have said that because you think I'm doing it because Bishop opens there, but not necessarily. But anyway, he talks about the Roman city. He talked about their cities, their cathedrals, what they've given themselves over to, and the filth and the ungodliness that went on there. He pulls up some pictures of some of those cathedrals and government buildings, and he pulled up some government buildings of the United States, and he pulled up some cathedrals of the United States, and they're so much alike, it'll blow your mind. Blow your mind. He talks about the spiritual world, the superior spiritual condition, and, and the, 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 the problem with the, the, the sex and all that that we're dealing with tonight. He said it was there. He said, even one of these, the Roman kings or something, hallelujah, had a wife, hallelujah, that that had everything she wanted. But at night times, she would dress different and make her way. And history history proved it. She'd make her way down into that place and get caught up and involved into that. They had lost their self-respect to one another. It was unbelievable the things that was going on. And this is what you and I battled against. Now, here's the point he was making. This is what Jesus was battling against because that was a Roman empire that was ruling and reigning in his day. This is what Paul and Peter and the apostles had in the battle again. And so we're going back to that. So the only way we're going to win this battle, we got to start paying the price that Paul would pay. we got to start paying the price that Peter paid. If we're going to fight against this spiritual warfare, we got to come get dedicated, committed, just like they were. Church can't be nonchalant. Church can't be half-hearted. You come in that prayer room, and some of you still don't believe in that prayer room. I don't know what's going to convince you. I don't know what's going to persuade you. But it's impossible to make it without prayer. You can't live an overcoming life. You can't live a victorious life. You've got to have a prayer time. You've got to spend some time with God. And then you've got to spend some time in the book. I mean, that's just... I mean, I don't know, I don't know what to say. I mean, we've been taught this as long as I've been in it, Brother Randy. It's not something new. Every pastor I ever sat under taught it, preached it, and demanded it. Not trying to pull something new. Got to tell us something. And nothing can take the place of them. Nothing. It doesn't matter how much of an orator that I may become. They don't look good at this time, <laughs> at this age. But anyway, <laughs> come on, smile. My goodness, folks, we're in the house of the living God. We're in the best house you'll ever be in. You're in the presence of the most powerful, the most loving, the most caring presence you ever got. I'm telling you, nothing should trump, trump the church of God. That world don't have anything out there. <laughs> I'm really concerned about some of you tonight. I'm telling you, if I thought I could come and wrap my fingers around your neck and and do any good, I'd do it. 
Because I'm telling you, when you cross that line with God, honey, when you cross that line, honey, there ain't a pastor, there's not a mama, a daddy, there's not a pedigree, not even Jesus Christ himself is going to be able to pull you back. It's going to be able to get you back. You better hear me tonight. This is not a game, honey. Eternity and soul. And the devil's not playing fair. And he's here to captivate. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ himself said, he's the captive come to take the captive captive. We was all held captive by the enemy. We was all held captive by the, the failure, the fire fail, the fall of mankind and if it wasn't for his mercy and grace to inspire us and move upon I could be, I could be locked up in some of them Janabra churches out there sold out to it lost as a goose but thank God he intervened thank God he stepped into our lives thank God brother Randy he didn't leave us at the four square he didn't leave us. And they, they can say what you want to at the church of God. They can, you know what? They all could be where we at. But they didn't want to believe the gospel. They didn't want to believe the plan of salvation. They don't believe this one God message. They got a chance. They had an opportunity. Their leaders had a chance to be where we at. And you know what? We're not for sale. Brother Justin, God's got a right to make something out of you. Mold and shape you. Make something out of you. God's got a right, Michael. Amen. To mold you and make something out of you. Girls, God's got a right to give you the suitable helpmate. And the helpmate that he wants to put y'all together. Amen. And it doesn't matter what the jobs are. It doesn't matter about their pedigrees to a certain degree. And in fact, you know, I know everybody talks about, you know, getting this list. You know what I do? I say, God, I want that perfect one you want for me. I don't care how good looking or how ugly he is. If that's the one you want for me, and I find satisfaction and contentment, we can do the will of God, then that's what I want to do. Educated or not educated. Making money or not making no money. God, I know you if he meets your bill, if he's up to your and God, you're going to be in it. If God's that third cord that's in that relationship, it's not easily broken. Hallelujah. You can't build this thing off of nothing else. You can't build it off of anything else. You can't build it off of money. You can't build it off of education. You can't build it off of color of skin. You can't build it off of none of that. Only thing you can build and make it sustain. Amen. It's God's in it. But God's in it. Let no bad put asunder. I would say what God puts together. You don't think we're not living in a world? Who'd ever dream when God wrote those words or had Matthew and them to write these words some 2,000 years ago? Of course, if we'd have studied about Rome back then, we'd have realized where we was headed. That foot, that statue, and that feet is clay and iron. That old Roman Empire is going to stick its head back up. And it's full of iniquity. And it's full of sin. You wonder what's pulling on you so? That's what's pulling on you so. You know what you warn against? That's the reason Jesus got the right to step in any time. To come to our aid. And to come to our assistance. Whenever we've done all we can do to stand. Paul said to stand. But if you'll stand for God. Guess who's going to stand for you? Who's going to show up when nobody else can show up? Who's going to strengthen you when nobody else can do it? You're not going to find it at the end of a needle. You're not going to find it in a can. You're not going to find it in some pill. You're going 
going to find it in the house of God. You're going to find it in the presence of Jesus. And Jesus can show up, amen, in automobiles. Jesus can show up, God, in places and places you, you go. Jesus can show up as you're walking down the aisles of those schools. Jesus can walk right there with you. Let them say what they want to say. Let them mock. Let them make fun. But one day they'll look where you at. And we'll say to follow you and follow your example. One day they're going to look up and look across. Hear me now. They're going to look across a gothic man. And they're going to see you. Could it be that some of the ones that you're witnessing to? One day if they don't change their way, they're going to look across a gothic and see you pop up in heaven. I wish I'd have listened to that old boy. I wish I'd have took to heart what he said. That's <laughs> what the rich man said. Say that God's fixed. I can't get to you, but you can't get to me. But he could see him. I don't know when God gives us some new bodies. I'm not trying to put nothing into it. I just imagine one of these sisters, amen, pops in on the scene up there. And there's a bunch of them down there seeing, seeing that long hair. Seeing that unpainted face. Seeing a life that gave herself over to godliness. And that which is upright and pleasing in the sight of God. And didn't listen to the Barbie stales. And didn't listen to Hollywood. Didn't listen to the carnal men. Well, you don't look good this way. Get you another man. You ain't got no business talking to them anyway. If that's what they are and that's where they're headed. You're fishing in the wrong pond, honey. You're fishing in the wrong pond. You can't catch what God wants you to catch. When you're fishing in the pond of the world, you've got to get in the pond of the church. Hallelujah. But it's going to be worth it on that day. Whenever they look from that gulf and across that gulf and they see your face across heaven, they're going to wish I'd have listened. They might have mocked it. They might have made light of it. But that moment time, amen, in that pain of agony, they're going to wish I'd have let Jesus step into my life. I wish I'd let that man of God get in my face. I wish I'd have went to humble myself and yield myself and obey the word of God. Telling you, God's trying to move in this house tonight. God's trying to pay us a visit. God's walking up and down these aisles. That sound of friend you got called Jesus. Amen. He's reaching for your soul. He's reaching for your mind. He's reaching for you tonight. You're being held captive now. You become blind and, and become calloused and, and unmovable and unshakable and unemotional. Hello. Hallelujah. But he's trying to reach it tonight. Because he loves us with an everlasting love. He cares about us. He knows your heart. He knows your intent. He knows, amen, it's beyond you and your powers and abilities. But he wants to rescue you tonight. He wants to reach into your spirit. He wants to step into your situation. Hallelujah. He wants to come knock on your door at midnight. Hallelujah. Not a convenient time. Come on, let's don't be like King Agrippa. Amen. At a convenient season or a convenient time. It's never going to come. It's never going to be a convenient service or a convenient time. You've got to come to that point in place. I may not get tomorrow. I got right now. I got this service and I get right with God. I open my heart up. Amen. And let him walk in and to, to move upon my behalf and help me.
got to want this Holy Ghost more than anything else. You've got to have a drive and a passion for it. I'm going to be a gentleman tonight. I could name some people in this house tonight that you've reached for some things. And even where you're at, you've tried to reach for it. <laughs> I hope and pray in my prayers being that you hadn't been able to get it. But if somehow I could get you to reach for God like you're reaching for that. I could call some names in this house that you made some promises several months ago. If God allowed you and gave you this opportunity that you'd come. And you'd do whatever it took, amen, to get the Holy Ghost. And get right with God. Amen. But have you done it? Have you fulfilled it? Could it be that God's trying to flag us down again? Could it be that we need, amen, an experience like Isaiah? Amen. I'm undone. I'm undone. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to meet you, God. I'm not ready for that rapture. I'm not ready to hear you say, well done. But I know it tonight. I know it tonight. And so the choice is yours. If you're going to let this friend called Jesus, a friend that loves you. Proverbs talks about a friend. A friend, a real friend, amen, can say things to you that wound you and wound you way down inside. But because it comes from a friend, you knew that he meant what he said was right you knew it was out of love you knew it was out of compassion you knew it was out of his mercy and grace I tell you we ain't never had a friend like Jesus that wants to walk on our behalf that wants to move into our lives that wants to step right into our messes and our dilemmas and our situations and stir us up God hallelujah because I want to be ready I want to be ready because it's going to happen in a moment a twinkle of an eye you're not going to have time to get ready ready is now you got to get ready now you got to get ready now because I'm telling you tomorrow could be one day too late tomorrow it could be one service it's gone you can't get it back you don't get the opportunity back what if blind Bartimaeus would decide it well I'll just sit he'll come back by I'll just sit and let him walk by I, I tell you what, I don't feel up to it tonight. I don't feel like I got the strength and the energy. He made a cry out tonight. He could have let his flesh. Amen. Say, no, come on, this begging business ain't so bad. This begging business, amen, this coat, it's not so bad. Hallelujah. But he didn't do it. And thank God he didn't. Because the best we can tell, Jesus was making his last journey through Jericho. He was making his last journey on the outside of Jericho. And if he hadn't cried out and let God intervene and let God step into his dilemma, and let God step in here. He didn't let the naysayers. He didn't let them around him. The silence and the voice of God. The pull of God. And his heart beat to be. To find deliverance. To find freedom. I tell you Jesus Christ has come to set us free. Jesus Christ has come to give us a joy unspeakable. Jesus Christ has come to mend us and heal us and bless us. Come on church. What you got to do with Jesus? He's trying to walk into your life tonight. He's trying to walk into your soul tonight. He's trying to walk into your deliverance. What you got to do? I'm telling you the sound of friends walking up and down these arms. I can't make you I can't force you hallelujah but God God you'd send a spirit in this house you'd send that drawing power of your spirit you'd send that drawing power of your glory Oh, God, you'd move upon us here tonight. Help us, God. Help us in this house tonight. It's your good pleasure and good will to intervene and to save us and to lift us up. God, it's not your will for us to be bowled over. It's not your will for us to be burdened down. It's not your will, God, for us to walk in carnality and the ways of the world. It's your will, God, that we'd be your children. We'd be your vessels, God. Help us here tonight. Help us here tonight.
very first song they sung talked about this king. This king coming. Walking among us. He's coming to heal us. He's coming to bless us. He's coming to do a work for us. What about it tonight, church? What about it, sir? What about it, ma'am? Only you know, we're not trying to be harsh. We're not trying to be overbearing. I'm just telling you, there's going to come a day when it's one day too late. You got tonight, you got now, amen, to try to step out, try to make your way to Jesus. Tonight, try to make your way into his comforting hands and his mighty touch. It's not God's will for you to be rebellious or stiff-necked. Hallelujah. Think, well, I've got it all right. Hallelujah. You know, really, on the inside, it's not all right. It's not right with your maker. You ain't got to worry about me, but worry about your maker. Worry about the man called Jesus. It's his name you're taking on. It's his spirit that you're receiving. It's his blood, amen. He paid the price. Hallelujah. 39 stripes. He was tied to a whipping post and took those 39 stripes. He took the agony, the pain. Isaiah 53 talks about it. He was bruised. Hallelujah for us. Hallelujah. He was wounded for us. He took it all on for us that he could set us free. He paid the price. That gives him the right to walk into our lives. That gives him the right to move in our hearts. That gives him the right to help us along this way. He paid the price and he paid it in full. He done it to deliver us done it to set us free he done it to make us whole here tonight God bless you these altars have opened and been open it's up to you now God bless these singers God bless this service God we give it to you tonight God send your power send your spirit send your touch in this house tonight God we need you to help us to live And you've been left behind to wait. Yesterday you could not find time for Jesus on the Lord who finally came to go his name of the I still have time. 
around 
high for Jesus. Now you fell. How sad the pain. You fell the time. But just one day too late.
be saved for whatever you have to do to me. Don't let my soul be lost throughout an eternity. No, but above all, above all, I must be saved. worship him just for a moment give him praise thank you for moving your heart thank you for moving in your spirit in your heart in your mind touch us oh god shape us oh lord call us stir us up in jesus name in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus lord bless you you may be seated thank you church for your response in this house tonight and we thank you for your kindness and faithfulness, amen, to the kingdom of God and to the service of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me make these announcements before we finish up here tonight. Brother Kerry Sanford will be with us Sunday morning and Sunday night. That's this coming Sunday morning and Sunday night and Monday night. Those that's practicing on Monday night, you can have either Tuesday or Wednesday night, whichever works best for you. Amen. But uh, he'll be with us Sunday and Monday. 
Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Monday night to preach the word. And, amen. And so let's pray as God's favor and touch and anointing upon those services. Amen. Sunday morning and Sunday night and Monday night. Okay. Praise God. Also, December the 24th, that's the last Sunday of this month, we'll have Sunday morning service only. And uh, we'll come just to be the regular service, Sunday school classes. You can handle that the way you would like. If uh, you want to wait to then to do your little parting or whatever, uh, that's what I'd recommend. But you do it if you want to do it the 17th, that's fine too. Uh, also, the 17th would be the program night. The 17th we have in the program. And so invite people. Get ready. We've got a sign-up sheet back here if they normally get one. I don't know if you do one for the Christmas program or not. But anyway, amen, for refreshments and all, we normally have a house full. And so loved ones and friends and neighbors comes to, come to see their little angels, their little darlings, amen, to put on. And uh, so let's pray. Let's pray about that service. It's, not, it's one of the most, an opportunity for some that maybe not goes to the house of God on a regular basis to feel God, to hear something, to be moved. And uh, I believe it's important that we would take every opportunity uh, to try to make the most of it, uh, to persuade somebody, to convince somebody about this gospel and about this truth, about the love of this God. Amen, because he loves us. He cares for us. So I wanted to make those announcements while they were still on my mind. Amen, or I would have let them slip away and wouldn't, wouldn't have made them. So please, if you put that, if you got a little notebook or if you got it, you got it. Okay. But we'll try to keep announcing those throughout the remainder of this month. Amen. But love and appreciate you. Appreciate you so much. Birthdays. You got any birthdays? We don't have the screen tonight to help us. Amen. All right, Brother Tony. That's right. Turned to big 5-0, didn't you? God bless him. Hallelujah. <laughs> I picked on him a little bit the other day. He told me, he said, man, I'm planning on retiring. I ain't going to wait. I'm <laughs> and I kind of, I kind of knew him. I said, how old you say you was fixing to turn? He kind of smiled, looked at me like, all right, now. <laughs> yeah, we better hurry up, haven't we? <laughs> it's, it's coming on us quick. Hey, those years clicked by quick. Hey, I, 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 if he hadn't have told me he was 50, I'd never dreamed he would have been 50. I, I promise you. But, hey, that's just how time slips by on us. Um, anyone else? I, I think there's possibly two or three. I should have brought up the bulletin. Amen. Okay, Brother Tony's by himself. Somebody's today. Sister Deanna, but she's not here. Man, we'll have to really sing for her to hear us. Praise God. Amen. Listen, listen by the phone. All right. We'll get her next week. Don't let it slip our minds, okay? All right. Well, let's sing happy birthday to Brother Tony tonight. So let's continue to remember the families. 
Amen. The Billings, the Clovich and Barry family, the passing of Mr. Ricky, that God would just keep them. Amen. It's, you know, it's tied right in with these holidays. And it, it's, it's tough, but that makes it a little tougher. And uh, so let's keep them in our prayers. And others, it's lost loved ones. And amen, I'm telling you, it, it works on us. And uh, we want God to help us. Okay. Amen. Anniversaries. Anniversaries. No anniversaries. Praise God. All right. Love you. Appreciate you. Man, God bless you tonight. And amen. You're like you wore out, so you can just stay seated until you get ready to leave. Uh, if you got your own key. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> God bless you. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you tonight.